0: Hey everybody, it's here on a Friday, not, not, not been a good Friday, it's the 23rd of July, not been a good Friday in the grain markets, but maybe this is the Friday you buy on, maybe this is the, the low, I, there's some people out there saying, well the high's already been in, you know, there's too much technical damage in that, this whole thing has been broke, the market's broken down on the fact that they're saying that this hot ridge, this hot dry weather is not going to last that it's going to get uh, – rains are going to break through here. You're going to cool off. Um, there's some private weather forecasters, though, that are not saying that. And then, uh, you know, it doesn't take many 100-degree days to do some damage if corn's pollinating at the time. And on top of it, from what I can see, this thing's this things a um, – how do I put it? It's a longer-term situation than just – you know what's going to go on next week i think we're going to tend to dry out and warm up and not just the northern corn belt and the northwestern corn belt i.e north dakota south dakota western minnesota but it looks like the western corn belt's gonna you know this thing's gonna kind of slide down and center itself on kansas so well you have to be seen a lot of this was probably just people jumping out um there's that bad rain in um or real big flooding, huge rain, not bad rain, huge rain in China. Of course, China's saying it's not hurt their crops that much, but then do you ever believe what they tell you? They had all that flooding last year and said it wasn't that bad, but yet look how much stuff they bought from us. Okay, but what are we going to talk about this Friday? We talked enough about the markets. We're going to talk about where's the beef, or where's the beef going to come from? We're now in the third year, the third year of cow liquidation, uh, the, the last time the cow calf guy really made some good money was 2013, 2014. Yeah, there was a lot of cows that got rid of in 2012 in the drought, but in 2010, <coughs> there there's a lot of cows that were liquidated out of Texas and Oklahoma. Now in in this three year liquidation, the only place that really hasn't moved uh, any cows is Texas, and Texas does have 20 percent twenty five percent by itself of the cow population. So there's a lot of cows in Texas means a lot of stuff. Um, I will say that if you in, in a hundred mile radius circle, if you drop a pin on Joplin, Missouri, and spin a spin a hundred mile circle, that 's the heaviest concentration of cows in the United States, but that's Missouri, Northwest Arkansas, northeast Oklahoma, southeast Kansas okay. Um, we're liquidating cows especially up in north dakota south dakota montana you're liquidating cows out in oregon idaho washington uh and and so i think you got to look at where's the beef going to come from down the road now if you look at weights you look at slaughter weights it looks like we finally got the pandemic backlog taken care of now Starting to see today some restaurants uh, in California are voluntarily closing uh, because of the the uptick in COVID. If we, you know, St. Louis is reinstituting a mask mandate. You know, if we go back to, quote-unquote, where we shut this thing down again, uh, it's going to hurt the restaurant deal, and then we are got to figure out how we're going to get the beef into the people's hands. I'm not sure the people are going to, quote-unquote, shut down as easily this time as they did before. I think you'll see more pushback on that, but uh it is what it is, and and we could back up again, but all that's probably gonna do is just liquidate more cows, and eventually we're gonna we're gonna stop this liquidation phase. We're gonna start keeping females to rebuild the herd, and we're gonna be way short of beef. It's gonna get expensive, it's gonna go up, the packer margins are gonna go down. Uh, the cow calf guy is going to be sitting in a pretty good shape. They'll they'll be they'll be cattle feeders on 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 maybe one maybe two loads of cattle or turns in their lots that'll make really big money if if they're not custom doing it if they're still wildcatting the cows, which which these uh, huge packer margins has has really really put the hurt on people doing that. But I just really think that that uh you know looking forward and you green guys are going to say oh well you know cows eat a lot of corn guys they eat a lot of they lead a lot of byproducts from ethanol production and what about a third of your corn goes to ethanol production and somebody's got to eat all that feed coming out of the coming out of those ethanol plants and cows are perfectly set up to do that so where's this thing go from here uh, how's it go? Uh, well, first off, we've got to stop the liquidation, which means we need to have rain. We need to have better pasture conditions. If, as I was talking earlier, we get these this breakdown in this hot weather and it starts raining, pasture conditions, nationwide pasture conditions are not horribly bad. They're, they're bad. California, Utah, Nevada, Idaho, Washington, Montana, uh, North Dakota, South Dakota... Uh, but in the rest of the states, you're you're seeing you know not a real out of the normal uh, pasture condition, and you know down in that Kansas, Oklahoma area, uh, Missouri area, there was a lot of rain, and a lot of those cows from North Dakota found a home south. Uh, they they want south for the summer; they'll be there for the winter too. So uh, when when you look at that, if though this high pressure ridge develops it gets hot we have a flash drought well there goes the third fourth cut in the hay in places there goes pasture conditions there go people wanting to buy cows out of other places that are short of moisture and some more of those then will find their way into hamburger now we've had plenty of hamburger here lately just because we've been getting rid of cows uh and and you turn a lot of the old cows into hamburger i mean that's they go into hot dogs they go into hamburger they go into that kind of stuff but where 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 does this thing go from here i i honestly think that we're setting ourselves up for a a 2013 2014 very profitable time for the cow calf guy when we do turn the corner but I'm not sure we're at that corner yet. It, it all depends on this weather. It depends on where it goes. Plus, I don't see a huge increase in in hay ground, pasture ground, uh, cow forage, as long as you still got corn above five bucks. Corn, corn above probably four, four fifty does it. You know, soybeans at ten dollars. I mean, that's going to keep this thing together. And, and like I said, we broke this market, this grain market, pretty good this week. I'm not sure it's over. Uh, I'm not sure it's over by a long shot. Uh, and and there's there's still a lot of growing season ahead of us. There's a lot of pasture season ahead of us. There's still that there's still the final roundup on the hay season ahead of us. And then and then as you go south, you end up with a lot of fall forage. I mean, there's people uh, there's people in southern states, they feed hay in the summertime and then they depend on those good timely fall rains to then get that forage that takes them all the way into Christmas. I know a neighbor of mine, uh, Blair, the person that I've talked to you guys before about uh, the weather, looking out uh, on the weather prospects. In fact, he's kept these great weather records. You know, Blair said that, you know, his dad and grandpa always told him, and it's exactly right, it's how much hay you feed before Thanksgiving depends on how much hay you're going to have to get you through the winter. If you don't have to feed any hay before Thanksgiving, you set yourself up to be able to go through the winter without a whole lot of hay supplies. But if you have to start feeding hay the first of September because you had a dry summer followed by a dry fall, you got problems because you're going to go through a lot of hay because that that means you got three more months on top of the winter months that you're feeding hay. Well, where's the beef? Where's the beef going to come from? Where's the cow numbers going to come from? And like I said, we get into a second COVID shutdown. And I'll be honest with you. I think Nancy Pelosi wants to keep power in the House. I think Nancy Pelosi likes the power. And I think the Democrats have figured out there's two ways they're going to do this. One, they're they're going to do this uh, January 6th commission thing and they're gonna they're gonna make every try to make every republican look bad and i think they're gonna try to scare the soccer moms and and a whole bunch of other stuff and i think they're gonna do that and then the second thing is i think they're gonna try to shut this economy down again and once again it'll probably be the conservative republicans that'll fight back on this and once again they're gonna try to scare the soccer moms and well those people just want to kill you no, they don't. They're talking about freedom. They're talking about freedom of choice. They're talking about if you want to keep your restaurant open and tell people, hey, we're going to keep it open, and it's entirely up to those people whether they open that door and walk into that restaurant or not. Um, you know, the the and, and that that could build our supplies of beef back again. Uh I think this second time, the meat industry will be a little bit better of repackaging it away from the restaurant trade back to the grocery store trade. Uh and I think there I think I think there's more and more people that do like my wife's got her direct meat sales. I mean she's got her meat broker's license. And I think you think you'll figure out and we'll find more ways to do that. But I think you gotta think about where's the beef. I think the grain farmers got to think about where's the beef going to come from. And I think the United States consumer really needs to think about what the price of beef is going to be going down in the future. Just for the simple fact, we're not going to have as much of it as we did in the past. And when we start rebuilding these herds, that's when it will really get tight. You know, we've. We, but first, we've got to stop the liquidation. Because as you liquidate, you keep the supply up. You, you keep You keep the pipeline full. But eventually, that will come to an end, and then we go the other way. Well, hey, with that, here's to everybody. We got the county fair this weekend. I'll try to get. I'll try to get one out tomorrow morning. Um, we got four head. Uh, yes, we still got cattle. Uh, not not a record number of cattle, but f- uh, a, a record number of cattle for probably the last ten years at the county fair. I think that's some post COVID stuff going on there too. People are people are getting a chance to get out. I think you got some breeders too that are bringing some older stuff that they probably didn't get sold last year they probably want to get sold as breads this year uh they're going to take them out get them a little exposure i know for us anytime we take something to sell in the wintertime, if it spent a trip going to a fair in the summertime they go to that sale in the wintertime and they're like what's the big excitement i've been to the big show i i can handle this everything's good well hey with that to the smartest audience in agriculture. Where's the beef?